You are now listening to the Online Course Podcast, the place where online course creators come to learn how to sell more of their online courses. Here's your host, Jono Petrohilos. Okay, hello everybody. Welcome to the Course Creator Community Podcast. I am super excited because I have not one guest uh, on the line today, but I actually have two. I'm going to introduce uh, each one of them one by one. So firstly, I'm going to introduce a uh, amazing woman in the space. Her specialty, what she essentially does is help people make $5,000 selling their online course before it's even created. So if you like the sound of that, I recommend go and follow this, this woman here. Let me introduce her. It's the one and only Ms. Jen Franks. Aha, go to Jen. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. So glad to be here. Yes, that's good. I'm glad to have you here. Um, off the bat, Jen, if someone's heard that, they're like, yes, I need to make 5K before I've sold my course. I want to follow this woman. Where do we go to follow you off the bat? Yeah, so you should go to my website, which is jenfranksahagoto.com. And uh, yeah, you get all the goods over there and we can connect over there as well. Awesome. I'll put that link in the show notes if you're listening to the podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, I'll put it somewhere in the, the description. Uh, now, Jen's actually been a guest on the show before, and she was really, really good. I was really impressed with her because she's also got the teaching background as well as the, the sales background as well. And I'll introduce my, my other guest in a second, who's, who, who does a bit of both as well, I guess, but specializes more in the design side of things. And that way, uh, Jen will be able to help me keep up so I'm not overwhelmed on, on that side of things. But just before I introduce her, Jen, where about, you're in the USA, right? Yeah, I'm outside of Philadelphia, US. Okay, because I, I, I never watched the news, you know, because they, they've actually just banned the news on Facebook in Australia. I don't know if, if you know that, but yeah, it's coming up on my, there's some disagreement with what they do or whatever. So now you can't post any Australian news sites on Facebook. Uh, but just before they got banned, I was seeing there was a heat wave in America, but I think it's, it's down the bottom, right? That's not where you are. Is that right? Not a yeah, heat no. wave, sorry, a, a freeze wave. Yeah, there's snow everywhere right now where I live. Um, but yeah, we had a heat wave and we've had some people, folks losing power in uh, Texas and sort of the Southwest. So it's been some crazy weather around here for sure. Oh, well, glad to hear your say. Now, let me introduce uh, our other guest. So a little bit about this person. She helps with group program growth. She's a consultant in that space and she's an instructional design expert. So without further ado, let me introduce the one and only Ms. Cassie Ryder. Cassie, how are you? I'm good. Thanks so much for having me on. No, thank you for um, agreeing to be our, our guest. And where about, you're from the USA as well? I am from the USA. I'm from the other coast on the, in the USA. So I am from, I'm, I'm in the Portland metro area where we usually don't get any snow, but we actually just had about five days of snow and people are on like day five without power around here luckily i have power but um yeah we've just been hit with the weather That's wildfires cool. earlier this year and just craziness is happening damn we have we have the fires yeah. in australia that's like every yeah. summer there's bushfires and that you know but like uh we don't have the snow so we only we only at least get one one bad end of it you know yeah yeah well um hey let's let's get into it what i think we do let's start tell us about yourself cassie in, in, in a minute two minutes let us know what is it that you actually do? Because I've got to be honest, I have absolutely no idea what an instructional design expert is. So I'd love to hear what it is, what you do, how you help people, and then we'll, we'll get into the podcast from there. Yeah, absolutely. So 
instructional design expert. I have a background in teaching and I spent over a decade in the classroom. And then um, now we have a son. And when he came along, I was like, and I'm done spending my time in the classroom, which is perhaps the least family friendly occupation, at least in, mm -hmm. if you're in the United States. So, um, so I ventured into the online business world and started out as a virtual assistant and realized really quickly in you know, being a participant in group coaching programs to help you grow your business and also helping my clients with their group coaching programs, that there was a huge disconnect in the industry. People are running these very high ticket group coaching programs and they have absolutely no idea how to teach. Mm. And that's a problem because then their clients aren't getting results. So what I help them do is design their content and their evaluation systems to really ensure that their clients are moving into action and implementing, and then helping them evaluate how effective that content is, um, whether their program is actually delivering on the promise that they're making and making sure their clients are getting the results that they've promised them. Yes, love that. I'll, I'll give my two cents there, but do you wanna jump in, Jen? Do you see similar in the space or what are your thoughts? Oh yeah, this is so refreshing. I love this <laughs> because you know, in the online course world and rightfully so marketing gets a lot, sort of the lion's share of the discussion. And then, which is great, like market the heck out of your course, get a bunch of people into it. And then you do need to know what to do after that. So it's really refreshing just to hear that you're somebody who focuses on that side of things and helps people with that. Yes, yeah, because that's and the, the way I look at it as well, like if you've got a group coaching program or it's an online course, you're basically a teacher or a lecturer, you know, and, and if you did that in the, the real world, like you need qualifications, you know, you go and you need to uh, learn how to teach, right? But in the online world, you don't really need those qualifications. So you may have someone that's good at what they do, but that doesn't always mean they're a good teacher. And that's, that's all over the world, right? You see it. I'm a, well, I used to be a big rugby fan here in Australia. And the best coaches here in Australia are not necessarily the best players because just because you're good at playing rugby doesn't mean you can teach that to, to someone else. So uh, I love that you're, you're covering that, that space there. And let us know, and I believe you're starting something new as well, right, Cassie? Is that right? Yeah. So I've been working with clients in a done for you fashion. So I really get into their program. I'm writing their curriculum for them. I'm creating their resources for them. I'm developing their evaluation systems. And I am a teacher. So I am like, mm, I would rather teach people how to do what I'm doing. So I started out as a virtual assistant and really was able to grow my business when I niched down, right? So general VAs, are, you're not making a lot of money. You're making like 15 bucks an hour maximum. It's not really even a livable wage after you account for taxes and business expenses. So what I discovered is you have to really hone your expertise, market that, and that's the, you know, the riches are in the niches is what people say, right? So um, I am going to be offering an online certificate, online education manager certification program for virtual assistants who really want to step in and help the business owner, the, co the course creator and, or the coach, whatever that in, you know, paid program looks like to really make sure that their program is delivering on the promise that they're making when they sell it. Yes, love that. Yeah. All right, cool. And I love how it's going back to the promise because, and I'm going to throw it over to you here as well, Jen, that also comes down to the sales side of things as well, right? Like nobody really wants to buy a course. Like 
They want to buy the result that the course gives them, right? There's maybe a few people that want to buy just to learn how to do something, but you know, most of it, it's like, hey, I want an end result of this. Do you see that on the sales end as well? Jen? Oh, for me, sorry. <laughs> as well yeah definitely definitely you know i think in an ideal world things are really integrated right that you know you have a really clear sense of what your course is about who it's for and then you design it for that person you market it based on that person and so you know an ideal in a in an ideal world um the promise and what the course is all about and then the marketing as well that it's really all part and parcel of the same thing Yes, love it. All right. Well, look, I, I'm a big fan of um, of common mistakes, actually. So I'd love to hear from from both of you. Maybe we do one for one. You know, we'll start with the mistakes. What are the biggest mistakes? And really a mistake, we're not having a, a, a dig at someone, right? Like a mistake is just a learning experience, right? So I'm just going to hand it over to you to maybe do one for one and we sort of go through two or three each. What are the biggest mistakes you'll see if you've got that person that's selling a program or a course um, but they haven't got that sort of teaching background. What are some of the stuff ups we see there? What's what's the number one you one you see, Cassie? Well, this is such a great. You know, you said you know, let's think about it. Mistakes as learning opportunities, and I'm like, okay, this is like the number one learning opportunity that co coaches and course creators have is understanding how people actually learn, mm. which is not actually by hearing something. I mean, you can, you can get new information into your head that way, but the fact is that there is no shortage of information in the online space. There just isn't. And so what really is going to set you apart is if you can actually guide people to implementing and giving them support and feedback. Mm. Otherwise, somehow, sometimes I think, and I think there are definitely spaces for like the standalone DIY course totally think that there are opportunities for that. However, I would, I would say that those, those DIY courses, if they're standalone, they're no more than the equivalent of a textbook, mm. right? And so in order to help your clients get amazing results, there needs to be a support and feedback component to that. And so really at the end of every lesson, what is the, the action step you need to go take? right now, after you've just learned this information, what's the action step? And then as the leader of that program, how are you gonna provide support and feedback around that particular action step? And there's a million different ways you can like structure an online program, but making sure that support and feedback are an integral part to the lecture experience is gonna be critical to the success of your clients. Yeah. Let's take a quick break. If you want tips and strategies on how to start, grow, and monetize your business online, check out the Digital Revolution podcast with Eli Adams. We interview digital experts from around the world that share their personal stories. They talk about what they're currently working on and where they see the future going. But most importantly, they share tactics in their specific area of expertise with the hope of helping you improve your digital presence online. You can listen to the Digital Revolution podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, or simply click on the link in the show notes below. Let's uh, actually, do you want to expand on that at all, Jen, before you get to yours, then we'll go to yours? No, I think that was great. I think that's, um, that's major. It's really important. And I love the way you described it, Cassie. Yes. And I'll, I'll, I'll give my two cents. And then I've got a question, actually, Cassie. 
So yeah, I agree hundred <clears throat> percent. When I, I I'm the I'm the perfect example of someone that had no idea how to um, teach. Right, I'd never taught before in my life. I was just you know I was a personal trainer. Oh, I guess I guess I could teach people exercise. I knew how to do that, but that's different between. There's a big difference between teaching someone how to do a push up and getting someone to complete an online course. They're like worlds away, right? So, you know, I struggled at the start. I just thought, all right, I'll just put a whole heap of videos and just, you know, get people to, to go through at their own pace. And yeah, you may learn something like that, but it's not as structured. And then what I realized is it's, and I used to think, oh, if I can give the more information, the better. I'm going to give people so much information. So the course is so good because there's so much information in there. And then I can't remember who told me I was probably not thinking the right way. And they also brought it back to fitness. They were like, Jono, you're a fitness guy, right? They're like, if you could tell your clients, hey, you need to lose five kilos, you can either lose it in five weeks or you can lose it in a year. Which one are they going to pick? They're going to pick the five weeks. Shorter is better. You know, most people want to get to the result in a quicker period. So I was like, oh, okay. You know, I've got to narrow this down and just get to the point and just tell people what they need to know. And if you want to know more, great, here it is. Um, the one thing that sometimes throws me up a bit is the action task, Cassie. Like, should it always be one for one? Like, it's like, all right, I watch this video module and then here's the one action task I have to do at the end of it. Or is it okay to say, hey, you know, here's a module and here's three different action tasks you have to do after this module. Is that okay? Or any rules or regulations or guidelines around that? So I would say that there's a million different ways you can do it as long as you're making, like as long as action is included. And I love, I just want to pause for a minute and go back to what you just said about more is better. More is definitely not better, right? Um, I think it's really important that course creators and um, anybody in the online group coaching space that they are very clear for any lesson, there is a very clear objective. What is the point of this? And that point needs to be very relevant to whatever the struggle is that your client is dealing with. So that they actually consume the information and then have the motivation by the end of that lesson to go implement. So getting very clear on what is that promise. And then, especially if we're talking about some of the higher end group programs, I am, I'm kind of over this, like everybody should be in this group program. If you can afford to pay, you're in. Mm -mm. There needs to be some qualifiers because not everybody is ready for every single learning experience. And you don't want it. In my opinion, it's out of integrity to have somebody come into your program if they're not ready for it. Right. So once you know what your qualifiers are for the person for your program, you map out only the essential steps. What are, what is like the quickest way to get from A to B, like you said, and you can offer additional resources for learning and exploration along the way but you want your main content to be only that essential information and that it should be highly actionable. So whatever that means, if it's like a few action steps at the end of a module or one every lesson, or maybe two every lesson, but really actionable for your, your clients to get them moving because the longer they sit still, the less likely they are, especially if it's a DIY course, the less likely they are to even finish it. Yes, agree. And they're, they're my, and my favorite courses are the one where it's a step-by-step. Yeah. The latest online course I did was a Pinterest one. And it was basically mm -hmm. like, hey, watch this video here. And, and what I liked about it as well, because a common question I get, we might cover this later, is how long should a video be? And some people say, you know, the shorter, the better. Some people say the longer. 
for me, it's almost like as long as it takes me to get that action task, you know, if that's a 17-minute a video and I need to watch that 17-minute video to learn how to set up this part of Pinterest, I want to watch that 17-minute video, you know? On the flip side, the next part might only be a minute to set that up. That's eh, totally cool as well. And then when I do, when I'm creating my courses now, I almost work backwards. It's like, all right, what's the, the, the action task I need these people to complete? What info do I need to give them so they know that what's the least amount of info possible I can give these people so they complete the action task. That's what I'll put in there. Um, hey, I'd love to hand it over to, to you, Jen, because you've been a little bit quiet there. What's your number one mistake or, or learning outcome that you see uh, online teachers make? Yeah, sure. I mean, you two have covered probably the number one, the number one, number two, maybe the number three so far. Um, but I would say, um, you know, another thing that a lot of people make mistakes on is, is creating this course in a vacuum, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of folks, at least folks that I've talked to who are very sort of perfectionistic about this and want it to be just right and have this sense that they should as the expert really be creating this thing all on their own, you know, like in their living room, whatever, figuring it out, and then just put out that perfect product or whatever, whatever we sort of conjured up in our minds about that. Um, and I am constantly talking to people about how important it is to be in conversation with your audience oh. throughout the entire process, right? So um, making sure, so usually what, what I do is that we, um, Put together an outline so a sense of you know what that person really has to offer and what they're thinking about and then just go and talk to people about it as soon as possible and get some great feedback so you know um have that process be something that you're doing with your audience so that you know you're creating it for them so it's important for them to be part of it love that and, and the way I, I look at that it's sort of like we know i guess what they need but they know what they want and it's like if you have those conversations, you may be like, and let's say you cover all of it in your course, right? But you have these conversations and you're like, all right, most people want, well, I'm going to use course creators as an example because I've been doing this over the past couple of days, actually. And um, I can't remember what I was trying to, I think I was, I was you know, looking to put together a course on how you can sell more of your courses. So I'm like, right, you know, let me do some uh, Zoom calls. Let me call to some people. And what I realized where a lot of people wanted and needed help as well was more just building a list. And I was like, or building their, their following. And I was like, man, every single person I'm speaking to, like I, they, they, they're so interested in building a following and they need it as well. So I actually did a bit of a, a pivot. And then instead of putting that course together on how to sell the courses, it was like how to grow your Facebook group. And as a result of that, it was a, a lot more successful launch on that. Um, and I knew exactly who wanted to do it. So I, I love that point there. Did you have anything to add on that point, Cassie? Oh, no, I'm just nodding along because I feel like there's this... Um... Oh, I've just talked to so many, um, so many people in the last month, I feel like where they've, they've almost been marketed into buying the course about building the course. Yeah. And that's great. Like, I'm fine with that. I just feel like there's this key component missing of like, you probably need to test to an audience, like get some marketing messaging out there to test the idea in the first place before mm. you go build it mm. um and also like it, especially with the diy course situation you need to have an audience if you mm. don't have an audience you're going to launch to nobody mm. and so 
I do feel, I'm so glad you built that, that program for people to learn how to do that because you can have all the marketing and sales techniques mm-hmm. in the world, but if you are, if you don't have anybody to market and sell to, that's a problem. <laughs> that's a problem. Yes. No. Yeah. I agree with that hundred percent. And it's like, um, actually, no, we'll, we'll go on from here. What's your, so we've, we've both sort of picked one each. What would you say is another common error there, Cassie, that you see in, in course creators or, or new group teachers? So, and I, oh, I'm really curious to hear Jen's perspective on this also. Um, I love life coaches. I have a life coach. I believe in what they do wholeheartedly, but you really need to be able to articulate a very clear problem that you're able to help somebody solve. Yes. So not, and I mean, I say articulate, but I mean, articulate the path also. Mm. So you'll see a lot of programs from more in, you know, I help people who, most of the people that I help, it's really interesting. I just kind of want to back up for a second. Most of the people that I help market themselves as coaches, but they're not actually coaches. They're more like expert copy, you know, service providers. So they're teaching people how to write copy or they're teaching people how to get onto a TEDx stage. These are more consultant roles rather than coaching roles. And so when I talk to actual certified coaches who that's what they do as coach, it's really hard for them to articulate a really clear value. Like they might say things like increase your confidence. Yeah. What is that? How will you measure it? (laughs) I've even heard worse than that. Some of the life coaches I speak to, they'll do a a full, you know, paragraph. I'm like, I didn't understand not one word you said there. And what am I actually getting from this? And so it's like, and so really it's, it's difficult because when you're, when you are in the, and I have my coaching certification also, right. So it's like, you can individually in a one-on-one setting really get into somebody's yeah. stuff and help them work through a lot of stuff. Yeah. So what you got to do if you're going to launch any type of group program is figure out what's the one thing, mm. the one problem you're really helping multiple people solve over and over again. Yeah. And, and how are you doing that? And this requires getting really meta, which is hard for a lot of people because if it comes easy to us, it's hard to like, you know, when I taught, I taught elementary school. Think about how do you teach kids how to add in first grade? For us, it is so natural. We just know how to do it. So it's really hard to, it's the, it's the magic of teaching is being able to take something that's so easy for you and break it down mm-hmm. into the yeah. smallest possible steps. So understanding that problem that you're able to solve consistently really well with your clients, figuring out what your magic method is and breaking it down into even smaller chunks than you think it needs to be broken down into. Assume nothing, assume nothing. Love it, (laughs) I'm gonna piggyback there because I got some, I wanna address some things there, then we'll go to you, Jen. I love so much things you said there, Cassie. I I took some notes, I feel like, and I might be on the wrong track with some of this, but it it still sort of correlates as well. Um, It can be similar with fitness coaches where it's like, yeah, I can help you do anything you know lose weight put on muscle whether you're a guy whether you're a girl whether you're a bodybuilder whether you're a marathon runner and it's just it's so hard to to online anyway in person great you can do it you know there's all locals they come to you do it but if you're doing it online 
Like it's just so hard to get that that message across. And then the marketing side of things and the teaching side of things and the automation side of things. So I think I love it how you said the, the one thing there. And what what we're taught is like in the fitness space is no matter what it is you do, essentially you help one type of people get one type of result using one particular method. So it could be as an example, you know, I help women lose weight via the keto diet. You know, I help um, men lose weight via the, the um, via high intensity interval training. I'm even simplifying it even more, but see how, even if you have that, that thing there, at least it's something, at least, okay, cool, I'm a guy. Okay, cool, I wanna lose weight. Okay, cool, I'm doing it via the paleo diet. I've never done that one before. Let, let me try that sort of thing there. So I think there's a, a bit of crossover there. Um, but what I love most is when you, you sort of said, you have to dumb it down. I'm a big fan of Tony Robbins. I think he's the number one life coach in the world, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think what he does best, he's big in America as well, Tony Robbins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool, cool. Um, what he does best is he takes these super complicated subjects and just dumbs them down so the dumbest person in the world could understand. And that's, and A, that's good teaching because you're going to be able to help more people. Um, but also B, he's going to have such a big following because he can help so many people. And I think a lot of people in the expert space they almost do the opposite and they almost want to sound smart to impress people. And the down point with that is most of the time you're going to be helping people that aren't as smart as you in that topic. So if you try and sound smart to those people that aren't as smart as you in that topic, you're going to confuse them and you're not, they're not going to buy, they're not going to help you. So I love how you mentioned, Hey, dumb it down there. So good points there. Jen, anything you want to add to that at all? Yeah. You know, um, when you were talking about the one thing, Cassie, I've been, first of all, 120% totally agree. And I actually was just reading this book um, that I just pulled up on my computer. It's called literally the one one thing. Yeah. I've read that one. (laughs) (laughs) The one thing um, it's by Gary Keller and it's not, you know, it's not a book about courses per se, but it is a book about focus. Um, And so, you know, as we've been talking about, as an expert, you have like this wide ranging um, expertise and all of these things that you could put into your course. And it's really about getting very focused, right? Um, And so one of the things that they talk about in this book is that, you know, what is the one thing that you can do that makes everything else easier or irrelevant? And I think it's such a great, you know, it's such a great, concept for people who are course creators where we're really trying to focus in and I know as you know as a course creator myself there's usually something um, along the way of what I'm teaching that is like this is the most if you're going to get one thing out of this course like get this one thing so you know just to piggyback off of what you were saying Cassie that totally agree that it's really important to focus and you know for anybody who's interested in, in exploring that a little bit further I totally recommend the one thing book. Yes. Awesome. All right. Let's maybe do one more. You got one more um, common learning experience you see, Jen, with with new uh, teachers, we'll call them. Oh, let's see. Let's see. Um, Trying to think. I feel like I poured it all out already. And Um, if you don't, have you, whoever goes out first, either Cass or Jen, yell out one and we'll run with that one there. Or if I think of one, I'll, I'll, I'll yell it out too. I think this would be a great space to talk about like the difference between mastermind group coaching online course, because I feel like in our space, we have like this really kind of muddled language around things. So I just think like, let, I would love to like have a 
collaborative discussion here about how we see each of these things um, and see if we can come to some answers for some people, maybe. Yes. Uh, do you, does that sound All good right. to you guys? Yeah, let's yeah. do it. All right, can you start, Cassie? Uh, okay. So I'm going to just think, I, so I see three main words being used for group, pro well, memberships, so four. So paid group programs, I see a mastermind and I feel like a mastermind is less about a, a, a guided curriculum based teaching program and more about a collaborative learning space yeah. where everybody is bringing their own unique expertise around a certain topic to advance everybody. Mm. And mm. I see a group coaching program and people say group coaching, but like literally none of these programs I would consider a coaching program. I would consider them online educational programs that are taught or that have a really high level of support. Yeah. Um, all teachers are coaches, mm. in my opinion but not all coaches are teachers. So that's kind of the distinction that I make. Um, and when, like you said earlier, that when you launch a group program of any type, you become a teacher, you step mm -hmm. into that as your primary role and you're doing mini coaching along the way is kind of how I see it. So I see these group coaching programs as they're commonly called as like the really more high touch support feedback, mm -hmm. smaller contain, smaller like, enrolled like there's a fewer amount of people enrolled in the program so you're going to get higher level of support so maybe 20 25 people all working toward a common end goal together then i see like the online course community which is in my mind when i hear online courses i think of like you go to teachable you go to member vault whatever you log in you go through the modules and then done and there may or may not be a facebook group attached to that there may or may not be like monthly Q&A calls, but even if there is the group and the Q&A calls, typically there's hundreds, if not thousands of people in these groups. So that's kind of how I see it. What do you guys see as the difference? Are we, are we adding memberships as well or no? Oh, memberships. Memberships would be like, oh, memberships can be like a kind of a hybrid, but they typically have higher enrollment. They're, they're on a common theme. I've worked with one membership a uh, provider, hers is on parenting children in a brain-based manner, ages five and younger. And so all of the people in that group follow through her program. And then she does like monthly, maybe there's a monthly training, something new month happens monthly to keep people engaged and paying for their membership, basically. Love it. All right, Jen, what's your uh, breakdown? Yeah, I mean, I agree with the I agree with the, a lot of what you said, um, Cassie. That yeah, that masterminds are a little bit more about bringing people who are like like I guess highly functioning or or just um, have a lot to offer each other, um, bringing them together to really um, form some partnerships and some synergy around what it is that they bring to the table, and then same with group coaching. I think course, yeah, I agree. I agree with you on course and memberships. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I guess, I think that for me, all of the lingo gets a little bit like confusing. <laughs> so I sort of, 
find things in my own way. I, you know, agree with me or not agree with me on it. So, you know, when I talk about courses, I talk about bringing a certain kind of person, just like you were talking before, Cassie. It's like, it's, you've got to find the right match and, and be in integrity, find the right person for your, you know, for your program at the right time. And you're taking them from point A to point B. And so I, that's how I consider a course. I sort of define it very broadly. And then I think, well, you can do that in a one-on-one. -on -one. You can do it in a mastermind. You can do it in a workshop. You can do so. And there are certainly different ways to, to call them. And so who knows? Maybe I'm confusing people when I say that. I don't even know. But I feel like um, the most important thing is to define what that process is. And then you can figure out exactly how you want um, to deliver that to other people. So I don't know, I, I make it simple because it gets me confused. <laughs> well, I've, to be honest, I've never thought of it, but your explanation sounded awesome, Cassie. And now that I'm looking at it, I think I'll agree. I guess I've only ever really been a member of one sort of mastermind, right? Where it was, and it was a face-to-face -face one here in, in Australia, in Melbourne. It was a, a sales one where it's like, uh, it was $20,000 for, for 12 months and you get like four sort of, you know, three or four, three or four day events where it'll be a bit of a mixture. It's like, you know, the, the head of the mastermind will speak, but they'll also get some uh, experts in as well to talk about that there. And I think with, with the mastermind, there's a few things I think, and especially now that I look back and I hear your uh, definition as well, I feel like a mastermind is just as much about the networking and especially at that price point. Like if you're paying, there's very few people that are gonna pay $20,000 a year to do something, right? So it's like, if you pay that $20,000, you're going to get around other people who also have paid $20,000. And that's where I feel a lot of the value is there. It may not necessarily be what you learn at the, but what you learn at that four day workshops could have been an online course, you know, maybe it's a few of them and there's some interaction and, and or, or, or whatever it may be. Um, but it's, it's a little bit of that, but it's also the, the connections you make there. It's like, great. I'm at this mastermind the person that I'm sitting next to is also a heavy hitter. What do they do? Can we work together? Can I learn from them? Can I sell to them? Yada, yada, yada. So that's how I see mastermind there. Um, group coaching, I see in my sort of world anyway, the group coach and the mastermind is, is the most expensive in, in my opinion. Um, then the group coaching, I look at usually like a 12-week sort of thing where it's like, right, you know, and let's use what I do where I help fitness professionals grow their fitness bootcamp. Um, I don't have a mastermind, but I've got a 12-week group coaching that starts every every 12 weeks, right? So it's like, it's still a set criteria where your goal is to get as many new clients as you can. It's, it's to simplify as many new clients as you can at the end of the 12 weeks. We're going to show you how to get more clients uh, via the marketing, via the sales and how to keep them as well. So it's that there. And like every week has a different theme. And we, we go on, we talk about that theme and there's a, a group of us in there. And there's, a, there's, there's the, the teacher, which is one of my staff. They'll teach it, right? Uh, and they'll, they'll go through that covered, they'll go through that thing every single week for 12 weeks. Uh, I've also got an online course, which is a, a DIY, which is basically great. You know, you can go through this course and, and just do it all yourself. Where they've got a Facebook group as well. You know, any questions you can post in that Facebook group, ask from there. It's not like the group coaching is much, the content in the group coaching is the exact same as the content that's in the, the course. There's no difference in terms of content. The difference is obviously it's a little bit more expensive if you do the group coaching, but also you're in a group. You know, it's like, instead of you doing it on your own, it would have me or one of my staff presenting it and you can ask questions, you can bounce around or whatever. So the content is the same, but it's just a, a different learning experience there. 
and then I've got a membership site as well, which is more, which which doesn't have, I guess, a clear pathway. The membership site isn't, hey, do this membership site, and you're going to get 100 clients in your bootcamp. The membership site is, hey, sign up for this membership site. It's uh, four, it's 50 bucks a month. Cancel any time. You can log in, and there's a million workouts on there. You go on there. You just pick a workout. You do it with your your your, your clients that week. You know. Or you're all on the other side of the membership is all these sales and marketing strategies that you can go. It's not like a step-by-step -step where it's like, all right, here's the first one. You should do them the next one. You go on the membership site and there's a section that says marketing, you know, and then in marketing, there's a section that says Facebook. There's another section that says Instagram. It's more up to that person with what they want to do. Do they want to go on and learn about Facebook or do they want to go out and learn about Instagram or do they want to go and um, learn about sales there? So the membership site may even have more info than what's in the course, but because it's less structured, it's in a way less valuable, right? You do the course, you know, hey, I start here, I finish here, I've got this result. Whereas you do the membership, here's a whole heap of info, but you need to sort of go and find it and, and do it a little bit more your own, hence why it's a, a cheaper price point there. That's how I look at those, those four there. Yeah, I like that. You know what I love as we're just having this conversation is just like the amount of creativity that can get, go into structuring mm. your program so that it feels really good for you and allows you to deliver the best results. I, I love what Jen said, where she's like, I just kind of consider everything an online course and then you can like structure it however it's going to work best for, you know, to guide your clients to where they need to go. Like, that's what we need to do. Who belongs in this program? What's the best way to get them to the end result? Yes, bang on. And that's yeah. all I had a student the other day who signed up for the group coaching, which is 2000 um, and he just lost his job. So it was a bit of a, a stretch for him, you know, and he'd already done the $500 course. And he's like, Jai, do you think I should do it? What do you got in this, this $2,000 program that's not in the 500 one? And I'm like, to be honest, man, nothing. Like you've got all the, you've got all the content you need. You just need to freaking do it. Now, if I was you, I would do this $2,000 program because at least you're going to go there and you've got some people kicking your ass there in the group things. And secondly, you're going to throw down $2,000. If you're already struggling for cash, I don't think you're going to waste those $2,000. So by you investing that $2,000, you know, you're probably going to actually get a hurry on and implement some of this stuff that, that you already know there. So that's why I think it's, yeah, they can work for different people. Well, it's kind of like in the fitness industry, I think the analogy would be like the course is the... You know, it's the, yeah. the at-home workout that you yeah. watch on the VC, on the DVD yeah. player. Yeah. Nobody has DVD players anymore, right? Like <laughs> on, on the streaming, on the streaming service. Yeah. Um, I was going to go with VHS. I'm a Jane <laughs> Fonda oldie right here. So I used to do Jane Fonda with my mom in the living room. Yeah. Um, so that's like the equivalent of the DIY program, right? Yeah. To me, the group container is more like, a group fitness class or yeah, even or a personal trainer closer to like a personal trainer, right? Where it's yeah. like, yeah, you have the video, but I'm going to help you kind of tweak that muscle, like the way the form that you're using. Yeah. So you get better results for you kind of yeah. a thing. So the, yeah. I think the difference, the value is like, there's no new content. It's the level of support that you're going mm -hmm. to get from myself and my teachers. And that ultimately and I think Jen probably has heard this a million times, but it's like the thing that makes the, the biggest difference in any curriculum is the person who is teaching. It's the leader yeah. of that group. Yeah. It's the biggest difference in the success of the people of the learners is the teacher. Yes. No, agreed. Well, um, hey, we're coming to the end of the podcast here. So there's just a couple of questions I always like to finish off with. Uh, the first one revolves around books. I'm a huge reader myself. 
So I'd love for, for both Cassie and you, Jen, to recommend us a book or even two that you recommend every course creator should read. And it, can, it doesn't have to be about creating a better course. You know, it might be the marketing side. It might be the mindset side. It might be the confidence. It might be about creating a better course. It might be about budgeting, you know, whatever it may be, a book or two. Who's, um, you want to start us off, Jen? Yeah, sure. I mean, I already said one of them. The, the one thing I think is a really, really good book for, um, for course creators, for really anybody who has a project that they're working on and really helping them focus in. And I think that there are a lot of parallels there, um, you know, in the, to whatever you're doing in terms of your, of your business, your course and what have you. So definitely recommend that one. And if I could just peek back here real quick, this is like where all my books are. Um, you know, I also just read recently this book called The War of Art. So it's kind of a play on the art of war, the war of art, and it's called Break Through the Blocks and Win Your Inner Creative Battles. And this one really speaks to the mindset side of things. And so, you know, as course creators, we're all, you know, we're creatives in a way, right? We're, we're creating something new. And so this one is all about um, helping you to really focus in on um, being visible, putting yourself out there, you know, being, um, being, being out there with your art and what you have to share and not letting sort of any inner battles or feelings about, you know, maybe being inadequate or not being enough of an expert or whatever um, to really help you go ahead and put yourself out there. So that's also a really good one as well. Awesome. Cassie, your best book or two. I love the war of art. So I'm going to go ahead and second that. That's a great book. Um, gosh, you guys, I could talk about books all day long. So I think one that I've read recently that I'm really like going back to continually is Atomic Habits by James Clear. Mm, yes. Um, especially like, especially if you're, you know, your audience is really a lot of in the health and fitness space. Yeah. Like the tips that he gives in that book will help your clients hundred um, percent. If you want to do like a deep dive into, I mean, if you want to get real into teaching and learning, uh, facilitating learning with the adult brain in mind Ooh. is, I mean, this is like hefty into teaching theory and how people learn. Uh, but it really is, it's really helpful for me because I come from an elementary background. Mm. And while I think that there's some, a lot of similarities there, adults do have a little bit of a different way of gaining, not different way of gaining new information, but they come to the table with a lot more beliefs and constructs about how the world works than a kid does. So mm. um, this is by Kathleen Taylor and Catherine Morinu, I think is how you say her last name, but this is a gem if you really wanna get into teaching adults. Love it, awesome. All right, well, Jen, we know where to, to find you. You've given your, your website a plug there. Cassie, if we wanna connect with you, where do we go? Social media, your website, both? Yeah, I mean, you could go to my website, but it's like way outdated. <laughs> it's CassieWriter.com if you want to go there. Um, otherwise, Instagram. I used to be the Facebook queen, and now I'm like too political, moving <laughs> over to Instagram where I have much more control over my feed. Uh, and I'm just at CassieWriter over there. So that's where I like to hang out these days. Awesome. Well, that's pretty much all I wanted to, to get through today. Does anyone have any final thoughts or... Did I, should I ask, should I have asked something that, that I forgot to? 
Um, let's do final thoughts. Jen, anything to finish us off with? Oh my goodness. Um, you know, again, I really feel like this conversation has been so refreshing because we're talking about that instructional piece. And again, you know, do your marketing bit, but also make sure that you know how to deliver a great product. And that does a lot of the marketing for you. So yeah, so it was great to really talk to you, both of you, Jono, Cassie, about this topic. Loved it. Cassie, any final thoughts? Anything you want to finish us off with? I mean, I, I could talk about this stuff for like days. So I'm just really excited. I, I'm really excited that I got to meet Jen because I love meeting other former educators who are now in the online business space. I think there's like a mass exodus of us that are like, hey, I can actually use my brain and make some money. So I'm going to go do that. <laughs> um, but it, this has been a really fun conversation. So thanks so much for having me and, um, and allowing me to interact with your audience. It's a, it's a real gift. So thank awesome. you. Awesome. Well, thanks to both of you. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with your friends. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Check out the show notes for more free resources on how to sell more of your online courses.